0: We're very happy to be joined by Minnesota Vikings general manager Rick Spielman, uh joining us again this week. And uh Rick, first of all, an early happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And and secondly, has this been a more difficult week than usual for you guys due to COVID and how things are over there? Yeah, no. Uh we're dealing with uh COVID on a almost on a daily
1: basis now. I know the league just send new uh updated protocol. It's going to even get more restrictive here in the building. Uh, you know, We had a tier system that were at 100 people were allowed in the building. We have to cut that down to 70 now. Uh, most of that will be coaches, uh, all the football operations, but more importantly, Bob Hagen's been in here and really hammering on how many PR people that we need for this, uh, for this COVID protocol
0: and to still get out great content uh, that we do to our fans. Yeah, and, and people will understand if, if Hagen blurts out, time for no more when it comes to, like, people in the building. Look where I, we I told him season. that when he asked for 20 PR people. <laughs> <laughs> 20? Well, we're, we're, uh, I thought it was 26. Holy cow. But anyway. Uh, and you weren't on the no list, more. PA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's okay. That's fine. Obviously, you didn't go alphabetically. And <laughs> last time I was on the list, we won a playoff game, but we digress. Um, masks mandatory in the bench area. Uh, unless you're set to enter games. So the NFL and you guys have done such wonderful work, Rick, to safely push through this. Is it becoming more difficult with the changes in the weather?
1: Yeah, I think you just see it across the country, uh, just the rise in the COVID cases, especially up in, in our area of the country and the surrounding states around us. So we're doing everything we can from a precautionary standpoint to try to keep everybody and their families as safe as possible so i know the nfl mandated mask wearing on the sidelines Uh, the other thing that's going to change this week is in the past whether you're traveling or at home uh, you always had your entire practice squad available that if you did get a COVID outbreak or a coast contact that was uh, deemed ineligible to play you were able to replace them with one of your practice, 16 practice squad players. That's a total of 69, and they're going to cut that down to 62. So every Saturday, we have to submit our 62
0: players that are going to be potentially eligible to play. Uh, for the first time in the history of X's and O's, we have a couple of questions that have come in. The first is from a Jay Nelson, Egan, Minnesota. And Jay wants to know, Rick, is this a day by day sweat for you guys I mean it's every single day how do you combat it I mean prayer deep breaths sleep how do you combat the day-to-day sweat
1: (laughs) well you know you just come in I think the NFL and the NFLPA has done a great job as far as putting protocol in place and it's just a matter of doing the right thing and not only here in the building uh, but even when you're outside the building is just you know wearing your mask social distancing uh, washing your hands all the things that can help alleviate some of this pressure uh, that is putting on our hospitals and all those great people that are trying to take care of us so if we can do the things in this building and even outside of this building to help alleviate some of that Hopefully, you know when these vaccines start coming through, and and we can get through this pandemic. I, I know everybody is COVID exhausted, to say the least, but excited that uh, hopefully uh, down the road here we'll be able to get back to
0: to some kind of normal. N. Vaughn, Saint Paul, Minnesota. Paul, are you ever going to talk to the GM about Teddy? I can do that. Here comes Teddy Bridgewater. You traded up to get him in Zimmer's first year, won a division with him in the second year that August Tuesday in 2016, when he went down at winter park. I mean that that's one that you'll never forget, right? No, that's, that's one that was uh, devastating, uh, not only for
1: Teddy, but for us as an organization, uh, and not only what type of football player that Teddy is, but what he stands for off the field, his leadership. It was just uh, devastating for our ball club and, and, and for him. Uh, but it's great to see Teddy uh, playing again. Uh, you know, I've got an opportunity to watch some tape on him this week. Uh, he's moving around in the pocket well. He does a great job uh, getting the ball out of his hands. Um, they do a great job with their quick rhythm passing game. You know they. You know they got a lot of great receivers. Uh, they got some young receivers there uh, that are able to catch the ball, and they do a great job getting it upfield. And they're one of the uh, probably more challenging
0: group of receivers as far as being able to get extra yards after the catch. Rick, with uh, with Teddy specifically that year, you won the division. Um, is it fair to say with Teddy, like he's never going to be the three fifty and three guy every single week? but he's also probably never, he's not going to dagger games with dumb mistakes week after week. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I would
1: say that's a fair assessment. Teddy's a very smart football player. Um, he reads defenses very well. He gets the ball out of his hands uh, and he's doing a good job for him down there in Carolina.
0: Um, how, um, I, you know, I know you hate losing the, uh, the Dallas loss was a spine tingler, you know, then you've had a rough COVID week or uh, either there or around the NFL. Um, off that Dallas game, it was the bounce back quickly for you?
1: No, well, that those games are hard because I think we are in three games this year where you had the leads in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, we just got to – and Coach Zimmer have emphasized, we just got to finish games because we're right there to finish these games. And I think that's part of us growing as a football team. And I know that's a point of emphasis this week. But Carolina coming in, you know – Uh, They're going to be a tough opponent. Um, Like I said, they're very efficient on offense. Uh, They got a couple of young athletic uh, players on defense that they've drafted. So uh, it's going to be a challenge, and we have to play our best
0: game of the season going into this. Rick Rick Spielman, general manager for the Minnesota Vikings. This is X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network. And Vikings fans, purchase any 20-ounce Pepsi brand of product from Quick Trip with your rewards card. Enter the Vikings opening drive sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. See store for details. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Holy cow. 11 touchdowns, tops in the NFL for receivers. You watch all the snaps, Rick. What what has been especially good with Adam this year? Well, I think that the
1: more mature he's gotten and the older he's gotten, uh, he does a great job setting up defensive backs. Uh, he's a great route runner. Uh, he may not be the fastest or the strongest, but he knows how to set up a D.B., He knows how to get into and out of his cuts, and you're seeing even the touchdown, the one hand catch in the back of the end zone last week. His concentration and his ability to catch the ball, especially in contested situation, is second to none. And that's why uh, not only is is he able to do that on the field, uh, but it's all the work ethic. It's everything that he puts in to make him the best player uh, he can be, and that's showing up every Sunday
0: for us. How 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 has having uh, Justin helped Adam this year? Well, I think Adam's kind of taking that leadership role. Uh, Justin
1: brings a little bit different dynamic. Uh, you know, Justin's averaging, I think, almost nineteen twenty yards a catch. Uh, he's shown ability to to make some spectacular tight plays. Uh, he's got great ball range as far as uh, being able to go up and get the ball. Uh, and the one thing that uh, Justin does is he's great after the catch. Uh, for a longer guy, he has ability to make people miss in space. And I think you've seen in a couple of these games, when he gets hit, he's always going forward. And uh, he's got a lot of power, even though he's a linear-type athlete, and he's got explosive playmaking ability.
0: Yeah, it's um, you know certainly not speaking for you, but it was my thought calling the game. Tough to get mad at Justin at the end of that Dallas game. He dropped a pass that he needs to catch. But he's so good and so young, it's tough tough to get mad at him. Is that fair? Well, yeah, that, that's part of the game. I mean,
1: I'm sure there's a lot of great players in here that had a fumble at a certain point in the game or threw an interception at a certain point in the game or yeah. had a drop. That's just – that's football.
0: Uh, you, um, you, by the way, are the first who told me, I believe, before the combine – uh, the 2020 wide receiver draft looks like maybe the greatest in the history of the NFL, and now they've played 10 games, uh, 10, 11, whatever games. Holy cow. Seriously, I mean, it's so deep, isn't it? Yeah, we knew coming
1: out uh, just how deep this class was going to be, and it's great to see all these guys having success. And, uh, you know, uh, Claypool over and Pittsburgh has had a great year. Um, so, there's been a, all these young guys here that come in were explosive playmakers coming out of college. And you're hoping to see that transition into the NFL. The thing that you were a little hesitant on was because they missed all of the offseason program, we didn't have any OTAs. Uh, we came into training camp, we didn't have any preseason games. So, you didn't know for sure. But now, after the first three, four, or five ball games, which technically in that early part of the season is their preseason because they're just figuring out what the NFL is about. Uh, But now you're seeing all these guys starting to blossom and become the players that everybody
0: anticipated anticipated that they would be. Vikings in Carolina, Sunday noon from U.S. Bank Stadium, and uh, the pregame is at 10 a.m. Rick Spielman, general manager for the Minnesota Vikings, kind enough to join us for this week's X's and O's. And, you know, when it uh, comes to Dalvin Cook, seriously, when when Dalvin is healthy, I mean, you just plug him in and just, like, watch him go, right? Yeah, no, he's a great player, and what makes him so great is not
1: only—he's not one-dimensional— uh, when he gets the ball in his hands, whether it is running the ball, when you see him on some of the toss sweeps that we do to get him and to use his athletic ability and speed and space, you see him make explosive plays in the passing game. <clears throat> and even a part that probably gets overlooked a little bit or people do not notice is what he does in pass protection when he has to stay in. So he is uh, definitely one of those complete backs that's a three-down back, as we describe them,
0: that can really have an impact on the game in all three of those phases. And you've seen that week in and week out. Uh, Rick, dear friend, good buddy, old pal, do you believe in jinxes? (laughs) I I believe in just putting your head down and keep moving forward. Well, I mean, if you you believe in jinxes or anybody listening or watching does now, um, I do believe I owe you an apology. Uh, It was pregame before the Dallas game. I love Jeff Gladney. This was a theme on X's and O's for me with Zimmer early in the season when he was making mistake after mistake. And I like Chris Boyd a lot too. And I remember you guys last year, he's on the scout team. You're just loving what he's doing at the end of the season. So I'm in on both those guys. On the pregame show up to the Dallas game, I decided to put together a little uh, celebratory segment for Chris Boyd mentioning 221 snaps zero penalties. That's very well done. That was into the game. So uh, I think sorry. all his pe- just to correct yeah. you, I think all his penalties, both his penalties came on special teams. So they weren't on defense. Yeah. I just wanted to clear my mind with that. I like Chris. I love Jeff. And and uh, so now we've got that clear into the holidays. That's all good. I'm sorry. Uh, Rick Spielman, general manager for the Vikings. Oh, special teams. Help me with this, please. The long snapper, Andrew DePaula. Um, he hadn't snapped in 26 months and was perfect. Is that amazing or like he uh, hadn't snapped in 26 months, he was perfect during the game. Uh, amazing or expected from that position no matter the layoff? Yeah, no,
1: I think everybody takes that position for granted because as long as everything's going smooth, the only thing, time you notice them if there's mistakes, just like sometimes on the offensive line, uh, but with the protocol, he was actually here for a week. We had to test him. We weren't able to oh, yeah. work him out till Saturday. We had an early yeah. morning workout Saturday once he completed all the uh, uh, pre-entry uh, protocol to get into the building. And then Saturday afternoon was the first time that he actually worked with uh, with Dan Bailey in uh, Britain. So. Uh, and then going into the game Sunday was basically, you know, you don't know what to
0: expect because, one, they've never really worked together, but we thought he came in and did a great job. Uh, maybe Austin just needs a little mental break, right? I mean, you drafted him. I know he had a great season last year, didn't he? Yeah, and he was snapping very well in the beginning of the
1: season, and he's going through uh, a little bit of uh, the yipses right now. But we're working, continue to work with him, and we have very high expectations of him going forward.
0: Kyle Rudolph at this stage of his career, when you watch back these games, Rick, does he have a little extra pop in his game right now? It's like when he catches it, he's turning so quick and getting up the field nicely. Yeah, no, he's done a great job uh, with his run after catch. Uh,
1: even uh, the older he gets, the smarter he gets in. He knows where uh, he's most efficient at, and he has, like, no one questions about his catching radius and his hands and everything. But he's really made a, not a, a lot of nice plays for us, especially getting it upfield after the catch, and uh, which is so important because when he does that, it keeps the chains moving. Uh, most of those are turning into first downs, and we get another set of downs to move forward.
0: You know, I watch back these games, and I'm like, can Eric Wilson do anything else for this team? Seriously, block punt, the sacks, for uh, the, the two fumble recoveries, the interceptions? I mean, that, is it natural with him? Or, like, like why is that working out so well? He's he's just a, a good football player.
1: And he's one of those uh, type of players that has a nose for the ball. And for whatever reason, he knows how to put himself in position, probably because he's such an instinctual player, similar to Eric Kendricks in the interception that you saw this week that Eric Kendricks made is mm. something that was, you know, off the charts and not a lot of – Players in the NFL, especially at that position, can make that type of play. But uh, Eric got his opportunity, uh, you know, when we unfortunately uh, lost Anthony Barr. But when he uh, got his opportunity, he has taken full advantage of that and showed you what type of player and what type of player maker he is on our defense
0: what uh, when when he was at cincinnati and and you you got eric wilson undrafted like what did you like about him then that you have seen develop over the years all the way back to what 2015 2017 yeah i think it, it's
1: as uh, you know the game starts evolving a little bit and you're seeing more and more of these athletic type linebackers that are a little bit smaller but you're seeing a lot of these guys in college that can run that they can cover um, And Eric was one of those guys that fit the athletic traits we were looking for, although he may not have had the ideal height, but he's a 230-pound guy. uh, And you can see his athletic skill set. But where he really popped for us and what we talked about, I think, on the last show was that these young guys, when they start showing up on special teams and they have to break down and make tackles in the open field or they have to block, it's almost like pass blocking uh, in open field on punt return and kickoff return. When you see their ability to drop their hips, to redirect, uh, and then they start making plays with all that space that they have available to them, uh, that tells you they're going to be a, have a chance to be a pretty good football player once they get their opportunity, uh, either on offense or defense. A lot of these guys have not played special teams in college because they've been you know, the starter uh, or playing a lot of the significant time on offense or defense. So they may have started out like that in college, but when they come in, um, they already have, they all, a lot of times they have to start from square one again uh, to understand how important special teams are. And, and when you only have, you know, right now we're able to have 48 men up on the game day, one has to be, the extra one has to be the eighth offensive lineman. But you have to go out there, and if you're not playing a lot on offense and defense, you have to help us win
0: games on special teams if you're going to be up. Rick, you uh, you get to any college games these days, or is that a complete no-no? No, the only uh, – just because I, I cannot
1: uh, miss any testing sequence, we have to test every day, seven days a week. Yep. I did have an opportunity to go to the uh, Gopher game versus Iowa uh, two Fridays ago uh, and got an opportunity to do a little scouting there. So a lot of our scouting right now that I'm doing – uh we have a lot of game tape in so i'm doing a lot of uh studying uh of the film uh you know just in house this year because you can't get out and see see these kids
0: uh last one speaking of game tape and i've never asked you this and i've known you a decade and a half with zimmer or any coach monday morning 5 thirty, six, 6 6:30 what's it like breaking down a game with zimmer uh <laughs> If we win, it's very pleasant. If we lose, it's very unpleasant. (laughs) I mean, jokingly, it can be like, why'd you draft this guy? Well, why'd you run this? (laughs) No, it's something there that's
1: very productive. Uh, You know, and it gives me an opportunity to listen to him talk through what happened during the game, Uh, you know, because I don't understand or, you know, what was called or why it was called. So he really talks through and it it gives him a chance to, to go back and reflect on the game and, And the things that we did really well and also it gives us a chance to talk personnel and what guys are developing what guys you know. As we start game planning and looking forward into the future we we talk personnel every week and that's a great chance for me and him uh, at 530 in the morning uh, to to sit and, and talk through a lot of football.
0: You're awesome, ma'am. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Okay. You you know, I I would bet PA happy Thanksgiving
1: to you and your family that if you took 26 months off, whatever that stat was, and you came back on a radio, you'd be just as good as you are today.
0: Wow. Thank you very much, Rick. And I bet. (laughs) And that's my Thanksgiving present to you. And I bet if you took 26 months off and came into a draft, you'd hit on all the picks and find all the Eric Wilsons in college free agency. Thank no, you. I would be on a beach enjoying my retirement. <laughs> oh, can I get some of that money? All right, uh, see you later.
1: Thanks.